episode of The Horus with your hosts, Kevin, and joining me today, as always, my faithful companion, Walter. Walter, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate you accepting my criticism, my constructive criticism, and incorporating that into are, the intro. Are you wearing PJ tops? I sure am. Yeah, it okay. is laundry day, uh, and I'm, I'm wearing matching bottoms, too. Uh, but and oh, they, are, they are Christmas yeah. PJs. It's... Uh, it's real, real lazy day here. You know, something that's insane is there's like a thousand songs about Christmas, but there's only one song about the boys being back in town. <laughs> that's true. Real untapped market. I mean, I guess Finn Lizzy kind of knocked it out of the park with that one. Like, how do you top it? I'm so glad you know that that's a Thin Lizzy song. Of course. So <clears throat> we are covering uh, a sequel this week. We didn't cover the first one on this season of the Horus, uh, yeah, but the iteration, the real, the real Horus fans, the real heads out there, <laughs> they heard the unreleased podcast <laughs> from five right. years ago. They, they hacked into your hard drive, and um, downloaded that podcast, and they listened to it raw. There was no editing. We <laughs> yeah. were using one mic to record it. Yeah, just huddled next to each other. We lived in the same state then. <clears throat> um, but times. so we watched Opie One. We covered it. The synopsis, or the, I shouldn't say the synopsis, the short, the short review. Yeah, uh, we didn't love it, folks. No, surprise, surprise. A movie where you're supposed to feel sympathetic towards a kidnapping serial rapist. Uh, yeah. we weren't fans. Didn't dig it. Did and not dig it. You can't even blame this on woke because I wouldn't say I was woke at the time. I would say I was still pretty edgy, but even I was offended by how horrible the yeah. the protagonist air quotes on protagonist was in that film yeah real bad i that movie i i don't often get like angry at movies like i'll, I'll be like I, that was a waste of time but that movie like i was fired up afterwards uh, yeah we i think we watched it together we did yeah yeah and we were both like i think we hit record and we were both pretty angry we were both ready yeah and this movie i don't know this this so don't breathe too it starts off and it's actually pretty inoffensive if you've never seen the first one yeah you would you would be like this isn't so bad is yeah Um, the premise of this like works fine if it's in a vacuum well even if i get rid of any of previous memory i have of the original one the movie falls apart in the last not even 30 minutes the last like 15 minutes the movie falls (laughs) apart it's insane yeah there's a twist halfway through and it's just it's downhill from there uh, it, it very much follows a pattern of the first movie where it was like interesting setup, interesting concept, some cool ideas. And then they throw in some curveballs and you just, you watch it crumble before your very eyes. So and this one, I, I'll, spoiler alert, I'll say this one didn't make me angry, uh, <laughs> but I still thought it was a bad movie. So I think I gave this movie one and a half stars on Letterboxd. And I have to look and I just, I don't feel like looking to be quite honest with you. This movie isn't. This movie isn't good enough. I wanted to do a bunch of research on it, uh, yeah. e- including just making sure my own my own review score that I said on the podcast and that I gave it on Letterbox is consistent. Regardless, yeah. this movie the first half hour felt more thriller than horror, which was Absolutely, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else that was good was uh, Raylan, who's supposed to be the dad of the kid, comes yeah, off as that's super creepy that in, in the beginning. So- yeah, I thought for sure his whole deal was that he was going to try to... We're going to talk a lot about sexual assault yeah. and rape in this episode. Just heads up, guys. Hey, I thought girl. for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> you look you look so pretty. And then he touches her hair as she yeah. walks by the first oh, time you so see him. Creepy. So weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not- when he when it turns out he's the dad, I was like, what? Like what? <laughs> I've so I don't have any estranged, I don't have any children, let alone estranged children. Yeah. But I can't imagine that that is how I would go about introducing myself to my kid as being being that weird. But I know Raylan, that's, that's that's how he wants to do it. So who am I to judge? You know, textbook pedophile behavior is how he introduces himself to his estranged daughter. It's crazy. crazy. Written written by our resident pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah <I'm> wasted <laughs> with that one <laughs> so, anyways Raylan super creepy but the movie kind of right away establishes that there is something off with her dad um, she is asking questions about the mom the dad doesn't really seem to have answers for her yeah and do I we think, ever I do we ever get a name for him I, I don't think it's said in the movie I maybe in the first one I think it's Norman Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't remember hearing it in the movie. I had to look it up later. I, I don't remember hearing it in the movie. Yeah, at all. we'll say the blind man. Um, because that. I mean, the whole movie is based around him being blind. That's not uh, diminishing him at all. Um. Yeah, I will say. I will say. So. <laughs> First time I heard him talk, I was like, "Why doesn't he talk funny?" And I was like, "Oh, he's blind, not deaf." <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't remember in the first movie. Did he? He has like such a distinct old man voice in this one. Like it's he, it's so strained. He does. And the thing that also blew me away in this one is this guy is actually a pretty good actor. He really yeah. does come across as a real blind person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes across as a real creepy dude. And I think overall, like this, the the man playing the blind man uh, is actually a good actor. I think that. Everyone in this movie, I think, does a good job. Even the kid. Usually I'm pretty... Yeah, uh, no, she she was good. Usually I'm pretty tough on child actors because most of them are pretty bad. <laughs> but she <laughs> yeah. she did a good job. No, yeah, she was bad. Dude, the mom killed it. The mom crushed it. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. She was like, I'm an estranged, I'm an estranged uh, meth-dealing mom in this movie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I can do I, that. When they first introduce her, it comes off like... is. She is a like gargoyle lurking in the shadows, terrifying. But then she like pulls off pretty well, like being just like charming enough, and then having that other turn where it's like, oh no, she is a gargoyle who has the craziest plan ever. This is a little bit of a tangent. Do you know the difference between a or do you know what makes a gargoyle a gargoyle? Uh, I do not. Is it wings? No, they have to have. Uh, they have to be like a drain for a gutter. Basically, they have to be spitting oh. water is what makes a gargoyle a gargoyle. Interesting. If it's a creepy statue that is not a drain, it's called the grotesque. Interesting. So the the animated show Gargoyles is, is just a big lie? It could work if the gargoyles are all like functioning as drains. No, if, as, as I recall, yeah. they're just statues. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it should be grotesques, which <laughs> yeah. also pretty baller <laughs> name for a show. That'd be, I mean, I can, I can see why they went with gargoyles, but it would have been pretty dope. That's a that's an architectural fact that I don't think most people are going to actually appreciate or enjoy. But that's I, I enjoyed it. You know, my specific form of autism is I have to tell people fun facts when they when they come up in conversations. So, you know, sometimes it pays off. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know how you want to do this. We both watched this movie quite a while ago. You've been, yeah. I should say I've been busy. 
with that, school. Some like trying to graduate. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we want to do like a point by point or if we just kind of want to flow through this. I think flowing through would be a little bit more fun because I think that yeah. we both agreed that this is not a great movie. Yeah. I like I said, I I didn't I at the end of this uh did not like hate it. Uh and I think it has much the same problem with the, as the first one, but just not taken to such a crazy degree where I was furious. Uh, but it is, it does not just, it just doesn't work as a movie. Um, I think some of the things about this movie that did work though, is the movie really doesn't fuck around. The movie wastes no time. I mean, like, Hey, here's the characters. Yeah. Here's the bad guys. Look, the bad guys are breaking in to kidnap the kid. Cause there's yeah. nothing I hate more than like, a hereditary style movie we're like an hour in and you're just like this is just a family that's arguing this is not entertaining i thought you enjoyed hereditary some degree. maybe uh, maybe i did i don't i you know what i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i've had two beers i'm getting you're a little loose tonight, very so. fickle all right you are recording on your end right like this yeah, is, yeah yeah this but, is um, gonna turn out to be the ravings of a man man madman no i just I don't like it when a movie it feels like doesn't respect your time and spends mm-hmm. a lot of time on pointless crap before they actually get into the meat of it. And this movie, it's a tight hour and a half. Yeah, it and is very lean. I think we get the first kind of kill uh, like 15 minutes in, which is nuts. Nuts. Yeah, for- and it's pretty brutal. And yeah. And she was a character, honestly, dude, I thought... She- so I thought the end of the movie was going to be the little girl and the former army ranger woman. Like... Mm-hmm you know, walking into the sunset. I yeah, really I thought, thought she was that have a much bigger part. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I found myself forgetting that she was actually dead <laughs> and thinking like, okay, her and the old man are going to team up. Yeah. They're going to kill all these, the meth dealers in their drug den. And then I was like, oh no, she's dead. She's yeah. gone. She's so very dead. Like aggressively. So yeah. Uh, um, another thing I think this movie did really well is during the initial home invasion, that first kind of hide and seek scene is nuts that's though yeah. all of those scenes are so tense and so cool and even little things like when the girl takes off her watch and throws it into the mm-hmm. next room they sh- make sure to show that it's like nice thick plush carpet in the shot something mm-hmm. that when you're watching you're just like uh you know you put on your cinema sins hat and you're like eh, they had hardwood but then you yeah. see it is actually like lush carpet yeah i that i i forgot to go back and check but it seemed like it might have been one long take or several, you know, long takes stitched together at least. I think it was longer takes stitched okay. together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I, I agree. Like that part I was into uh, quite a bit. And uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. I, I think that worked really well at building tension and also seeing like she's capable and she is like taking these things to heart that uh, mm-hmm. her, her dad in air quotes has taught her the blind, blind man has taught her. Um, Another scene that I thought was super cool was when the blind man is looking for their dog and oh, he's yeah. near, he's near the body of the dog. And you know, you know, you as the viewer know the dog is dead mm-hmm. and you see him like kind of crouching down and sniffing the air. Like he smells blood. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Really works. And like really does a lot to reinforce that This guy's not like a little blind. He's like, <laughs> like the world is blind. darkness. Yeah. The world is yeah. void. Yeah. And uh, I mean, by the end of the movie, he's, pulling some like daredevil shit uh out of his out of the air but uh yeah definitely uh it, it gives you a clear impression of how like what his limitations are and like mm-hmm. what the stakes are going to be going into this um and so that like even if you 
I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the first movie, you're it's a bit of a surprise when he actually starts being very competent. Uh, another scene in the beginning, third half, third. I don't, I don't fully remember that stuck out to me was so. One of the bad guys gets in a fist fight with the blind man. Yeah, and the blind man wins, and he glues his yeah. nose and mouth shut. Okay, that part's so, fucking insane. <laughs> so his friend finds him like struggling to breathe because uh, yeah. he's suffocating from the super glue. I think it's his brother, and, but yeah, yeah, yeah. His his brother uh, doesn't like try to cut through the glue or anything. Mm-hmm. He just like stabs him through the cheek so Punches that he can breathe. Yeah, which and I was then- like surely there was a better plan you could have stamped through the glue on his lips yeah because um, immediately after that the guy picks up some broken glass and cuts his lips free yeah as it seems like, yeah that step by step that scene is crazy because mm-hmm. like how super glue does not dry fast enough that he's you, you know i think the thing that stuck out to me was that why didn't he just open his mouth when the guy's trying to glue it shut yeah like was he a was he unconscious for like less than a minute? I don't, I don't know. And so, it's like, was he not struggling at all while he, a blind, a blind man, a yeah. blind man was applying super glue to his mouth and nose, a blind man. Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. Super glue does dry pretty fast though. Cause it, it's it does. based on, yeah. Well, I feel like not fast enough that you can't open your mouth. Uh, or, uh, or like once you're free, like, yeah, stick yeah. your fingers in there and kind of get a hole going. Yeah, so that that stage is crazy. And then mm-hmm. after that, when the brother punctures his cheek to let him breathe, I was losing my mind. My note on this one is stabbing his cheek so he can breathe, semicolon, seems extreme. Maybe <laughs> yeah. better plan? Question mark. Just, it, I, oh, I couldn't. The other thing that blows me away, these guys are planning on abducting someone. They're planning on being home invaders and none mm-hmm. of them just like have a pocket knife. Yeah. They're just true. like, we can solve every hammer with a handgun or we can solve every problem with a hammer and a handgun. <laughs> no one was like, maybe I'll bring a pocket knife or a Leatherman. Yeah. Something that I can, some kind of tool to get into perhaps. Yeah. A flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Not one flashlight in this movie. Maybe. Not I one. Know. Yeah, uh, but I will say the fight scenes we get in that early home invasion scene were cool. The fight yeah. scene where the blind man's fighting the former, I think, military guy in the basement. Uh, that mm. fight scene was actually sick. It felt very visceral, felt super real. I really enjoyed that fight scene. I even have a note: cool fight scene, thirty-six minutes. Yeah, in, I, so. I remember that one you talked about. I real quickly the the like metal box that the little girl hides in seems like it having that huge air vent is a great big design flaw yeah like I, you could easily fit a gun nozzle in there why does it barrel. go into yeah. it like a tunnel behind I, yeah it's just go? like it just seems like now right now you're trapped and there's a very clear like he can he can see into you and stick a whole hose some electric wire like lots of stuff to get to you it's just it's not that safe and the kind of conclusion of that scene is cheesy as it is, but when the blind guy is carrying the girl away and she looks at the corpse mm-hmm. of the dude and it sheds like the bloody tear, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I said, it's cheesy. Oh, I didn't know it's on the tear. nose. Yeah. Um, but I still thought it was a cool scene. And then, yeah, no, I, I did like that fight scene. It's the, the, oh, everything that like takes place in the first half, like in the house, um, once again, like in a vacuum works well enough as a movie. Like if, if this were not, don't breathe too. Yeah. Um, 
I I'd be I this is something that I, I could get invested in and be like this is a solid movie up until halfway through. Well, and then the conclusion to all that is we find out that the leader of the child of the kidnap gang is actually the kid's dad. Yeah. And that the old, the blind man kidnapped the girl after a house fire. Yeah. When we find out that he kidnapped her, I was so, that's the closest I got to being super mad at this movie again. So it's like, we're stuck between like serial rapists. Yeah. Junkie parents. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, And like later they, the, parents do something so cartoonishly evil yeah. that you have to be like oh i guess the serial rapist is better <clears throat> when we but, got to that when when we got to that reveal later in the movie i said uh what if you want no one to win question I know. mark i i wrote like i'm rooting for this kid to get lost in the system in the foster <laughs> system and that's fucked up that yeah. like that's what i want the outcome of this movie to be like oh boy i hope that little girl just like gets passed from house to house until she's 18. It's just as long as she's away from this nonsense. So we, we should reveal it. So the twist is, is that the kid uh, Phoenix, her real name's Tara, I guess she gets to meet her mom and dad and her mom tells her that she wants her organs so that she can live. And the mom has like the bombed out. They do a good job of making her skinny, but they don't, I think, show like pockmarks or anything that really indicates she's using meth. She's just like super yeah. gaunt. But you are right in saying that she is like this grotesque figure. Yeah. When uh we, when we first see her like yeah she's in the in shadow the and like saying like a creepy nursery rhyme and stuff. Yep. And yeah. I thought she was gonna roll out of the shadow and it's gonna be like the melted man. Like a yeah. face like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> um but we didn't get that. No. No she yeah she looks fairly just kind of like gaunt and skinny and ill yeah and so yeah the parents reveal that they're they kidnap their kids so that they can harvest their kids organs and you also kind of through a news broadcast find out that the parents have been running a meth lab slash uh organ harvesting gang yeah i i wrote early on like these guys are making no effort to not look like organ harvesters yeah (laughs) so it's it's just kind of extreme because it's like you find out you're like oh these people are like just as bad as her adopt air quotes on adopted dad yeah um so it's like boy she's stuck between a shit sandwich and a rock yeah real bad i i like i said just like the most over the top evil thing they could do was like we got our daughter back so we can take her heart out mm-hmm. and put it in an adult i can you transport a child's heart to an adult body with that I have never looked into it, but something I wondered while I was watching this movie is how many rich people do shit like this. Uh, yeah. I mean. I'm I'm not going to go on like a, we need to flay this flesh off the 1% rant here, but it is something that's like, whenever I see stuff like this movies where it's like, we're just transferring organs from a kid to an adult as you do. It's like, no big. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, is this what Bezos does with his money or is this how Musk manages to look so young at his age? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, keeps him looking young slash like an egg. Um, one of those. I, here's a question. <laughs> have you ever seen him with their shirt off? I have not. He... They could have a big, nice Y scar from their organ transplants. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you find that out about the parents and that's really when you're just like, okay, you're rolling your eyes at this movie and it's like, 
I don't want any of these people to win. I want them <laughs> yeah. to die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still actively booing everyone. Uh, be, before that, they uh, there's like a cooler in the back of this truck, and that turns out to be Molotov cocktails. I really thought it was going to be organs back there. Um, but he starts burning the house, and one guy is like, what about your dog in there? And the uh, uh, Raylan's like, whatever. Dog's, dog's dead. Who cares? And we see a uh, blind man spare the dog's life. Which is like, uh, are, they're already like playing that scene of like, see, he's a much better per- person than, than this random guy. He Forget might be the a fact serial that he's rapist, a rapist, but he loves dogs. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He didn't mercy kill that dog. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It, 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 folks, there's not a lot of redeeming characters in this movie. No, they're all bad people. <laughs> this, is, this is not a movie that you're going to watch and feel better about yourself in the end. The, the most interesting and likable character dies like 15 minutes in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a bummer. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, he, the blind man uses that dog to, to track, uh, to go back to the, to the house, which I, it was, it was like equal parts dumb and like clever. I think like it kind of works, but it's also like, does that dog know where he is? How long did you like? Are you like sixteen miles away? Like they could be. I know they're all I, in Detroit, but I, I don't know how big Detroit is. I have no idea how that dog would know where it's at. Yeah, it's it's a bit far fetched. Like unless you guys were just like a, a couple, couple blocks, blocks away. Over. Yeah, it, it just seems seems pretty suspicious. Yeah, um, I did. I didn't. I don't know. Of all the things in the movie that were dumb, that's one of the ones that's like the least offensive yeah, to your yeah. sensibilities as a viewer. <laughs> I mean, this this is a movie it's honestly uh, insulting and admirable at the same time that they <laughs> thought the sequel was going to work. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they went for it. If, because... if, they, if instead of Don't Breathe 2, it had been like Don't Breathe colon something else, the, the Don't Breathening, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that people wouldn't have bothered to look up the first one to watch it, but I think people like if if they see a sequel, right? Generally, I think people like watching the first one. Yeah, and, and I, like, I think the first movie was a hit. Like it, uh, it did well. I don't think it I, did well critically, but I think like money wise, I think it did it did pretty well. Yeah, I, I honestly I have no idea because everyone I know that saw Don't Breathe one said it was trash. Yeah, and everyone I know that saw the sequel was just like who greenlit this yeah i but i mean i obviously it made enough money to make a sequel but i i I feel like it when it came out it was like number one in america or something so the first one i'm i just looked it up uh the first one it's like a 3.4 star out of 200 ish reviews on letterbox um is that uh, no no those are 200 like typed up reviews uh, oh, yeah. as far as actual reviews for the film it's way more than that it's like something like looks like 180,000 jeez a 3.4 so that, i is that i guess five yeah the, I, okay. I guess That's you are right disgusting. that people people did like it but this yeah. second one is like maybe 20,000 reviews and it's at a 2.6 yeah well you know so it, i think also came out during a pandemic so maybe it didn't get as many eyes on it i don't know if you're releasing a movie now on streaming services and you're not killing it uh that's on you (laughs) because it's like everyone's at home everyone's got 
fewer things to do now than ever. And especially with the price of fuel and groceries, people are looking to save money. Yeah. So if you're on a streaming service, we're already paying for it. It's like, oh, fuck, I'll watch it. <laughs> um, Let me see. Let me see if I have any other notes for the last yeah, part of this. That, I don't like uh, that we get a bunch of fight scenes of the blind guy winning towards the end of the film. I, I liked the initial fight scenes where it's like him versus a handful of people and he's like really struggling to win. I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of what we get in the first movie as well. It's like him versus like said, three invaders. Yeah, the first part, it's it's very scrappy and like, you know, he's got, he's competent and capable and he's got home people advantage and stuff, but you, it still feels like he's in danger. And, and then, yeah, that fights the stuff at the end when like he's using the ripples and water to hear people and he's like throwing the hammer perfectly at the guy's head. That's like the daredevil shit I'm talking about. Yeah, it's or Rambo just, too. Yeah, just all of a sudden he's superhuman. Um, and I, yeah, and the siege stuff where he's like breaking into that place, I thought was disappointingly brief, kind of for that reason. Like I wanted him to be like, like scrapping his way through, like sneaking around, trying to uh, get get deeper and deeper in there. But it's just kind of like he fights one guy, and then the rest of them show up, and he shoots them all. Yep. Yeah. I did like the scene though of Phoenix um, cutting the arm off of her yeah. dead mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was middle. super gruesome. I, yeah, yeah. That that scene was insane. And at the same time, it's cutting between her cutting her mom's arm off with a machete, and I think her dad having his eyes gouged out. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. The final fight itself is okay, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, that that those two parts in particular is like oh we're we're going for it in here especially for that like that little girl who's got to like make some decisions and in that moment hour twenty seven I have a note that says awful ending Tara kills her dad and he falls to die next to her mom so cheesy that he falls into the pool I, yeah. dies next to her mom and then she just like runs her dad through it's like I get it that she would feel like she needs to do something to protect the blind man but I would have preferred if she felt more conflicted. Or maybe they'd killed each other, or maybe the the blind man had just killed the dude, and Tara didn't kill him. Yeah, I if I felt like they were trying to make it so like she like comes into her own and is powerful and stuff. But again, I was like, no, I want her to like leave this and have a close to normal life. I don't want her yeah. to have the memory of impaling her birth father while her adoptive father bleeds out. Yeah, well, she finds out her adoptive father is like a serial murderer rapist. Yeah, and she's like, I I still love you. Yeah. Um. So that's my hour 27 note. And then hour 30, three minutes later, I said, somehow the ending gets worse. <laughs> and the ending dialogue we have of Tara or Phoenix going up to the group of kids and going, hey, room for one more. <laughs> and another child being like, we can always find a bed. It's yeah. just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so Probably. bad. Yeah, no, it's I mean. It's the end that I wanted, apparently, <laughs> but it's still yeah. a bummer. We could have done without that. Yeah, no, I it, think. It, or, or it could have just been like a, you know, the end fight scene happens, the blind guy and her dad die hugging each other or whatever. And then we get like a panning shot of like her at at the, the covenant yeah. home or whatever it is. Just like, like we don't we don't the need kids the, there. Yeah. We don't need an end dialogue of her yeah. being like, you know, her slowly sparking up a cigarette and yeah. looking at the other kids and being like, Hey, do you mind if I play ball? Yeah. I'm surprised it's not like a kid being like, oh, you, you're bleeding. Like, not my blood. No, don't worry about it. Not the first person I've killed today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I didn't enjoy this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I think the first third works. 
the mm-hmm. second two thirds. It, eh. It's exactly the same as the first movie, where it's like I like the intro concept, the first third works and has good things, and then they introduce a twist, and the blind man is way more monstrous than you think he is, and it's it's just it just goes downhill from there and like they just clearly didn't have like they couldn't sustain it for that for long enough um which is disappointed i i do want to talk about one line because uh the blind man says like as he's dying uh and as he's like telling phoenix to to run i have killed i have raped my jaw hit the fucking floor when he said that he had raped i was so surprised that they like uh, they must have heard the criticism of the first movie and I was like oh because the thing I was most angry in that first movie is like he he insists that he's not a rapist because he uses he's a turkey baster a, yeah to as one does. women yeah yeah uh which is absolutely still rape and uh the, somehow I, I, even I, more I, horrific I yeah think. <laughs> yeah he like fries up some a frozen puck of cum Picks it up in a turkey baster and then inserts that. It's disgusting and horrible. I forgot. I forgot. The yeah. Frozen. I yeah. He gets out like a freezer no. and fries it up on a frying pan. Yeah. Fuck that movie. And I, I, the reason I hated that movie so much is like, I felt like it did not condemn him enough for that stuff. I felt like it was saying, like, no, he's not a rapist. They were and, trying to bring it back. And this one does an even worse job because it's like, he's a rapist, but cares about dogs. We established yeah. that in the beginning. And he's like, phoenix you've redeemed me by giving me the gift of being a father it's like oh my yeah. god so like i don't know if this is just lip service i'm shocked that they acknowledged it at all like i i especially like early on the like there's a scene where the the army ranger who dies early on is telling him like you should like you know you have to you war changed you you gotta get over that stuff in the past like uh do you know he's a rapist i don't know if you know that but he's a rapist so i was very surprised that they full on acknowledged it. He expressed regret for it. Is it just lip service? Did it do enough? I don't think so. But I did appreciate that there was something there to uh, like address that criticism from the first movie. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't feel like it's enough. It feels like it's I, yeah. cheesy. For me, like, it's not enough. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah, it, it feels like it's cheesy. Like I, I was a decent dad, so that's why. Uh, it, you should definitely overlook that I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a decent dad. I mean, I, I kidnapped you and kept you like isolated from kids your age and the outside world. Uh, but, you know, I taught you survival skills on the off chance you needed them. Is there anything else we need to talk about for this movie other than maybe just a, a recommendation or a score? Oh, boy. Yeah, I I don't I don't think I have anything else uh, to say. I. It's, it's pretty obvious that this is a pass for me. I, I don't yeah. think it, it needs, I don't think anyone needs to watch this. Uh, Better movies to watch than this one. I give absolutely. it a one and a half. I think the some of the gore really worked. It was really yeah. disturbing. Some of the early fights are good. Some of the early scenes mm-hmm. are good. But like after 30, 45 minutes, maybe, yeah. uh, you can just turn this one off. Yeah. Once they get to the greenhouse, movie's done. That's yeah. don't need anymore. Yeah. You, can, you can turn it off and think that she went away with her parents and that they loved her and <laughs> yeah, had yeah. a happy life. They weren't cartoon monsters. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't, I also just don't understand like the, we're saving our kid, which I, again, I'm not a parent. I 
think most parents love their kids enough to where they wouldn't be like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to harvest your organs. So it just felt like comically evil for that know, to yeah. be like the, the motivator for the parents to rescue their kid was that they wanted to harvest their organs. I know it is just such a, yeah, it, it felt like a big leap. And like, I mean, obviously Raylan's already been the creepiest guy you've ever seen in a movie, but it, it still felt like, Oh, we're doing this. We're like, we're going this far with it. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, if there's anything else you want to say, say it, you know, speak now forever. Peace <laughs> on this one. No, I uh, sincerely hope there's not a third one. I want to be done with this series forever. There's a little like mid credits tease in there. I don't know if you stayed for that. No, I, I skipped to the end <laughs> to see if there's a singer and called that, that. Yeah. It, it happens like midway through the credits. Uh, the dog comes in and starts licking his hand. I don't think his hand moves or anything. It's just like a close-up of the blind man's hand. So it's I think it's supposed to like he could be dead, he could be alive. We don't know yet. Please be so, dead. Yeah. I, I think they're just waiting to see what the audience reaction to this movie yeah. is. I when when he died at the end, I was like, good, done. Get this out of here. Like you you could have done a, a good movie with a blind man defending his home, but not as a sequel to that first one. Like yeah, this is not the way to do this, guys. The best synopsis of the movie I saw is the blind guy is such a sympathetic character who just wants a second chance at being a father. And when the opportunity presented itself, he was blinded by his own desire to fill the void with the only daughter he could find. Truly sympathetic. What a nice guy. Deserves a second chance. He likes dogs. I wonder what he did in the first movie. Better go check it out. (laughs) BRB. (laughs) Yeah, that is... (laughs) That is pretty, yeah. I maybe if I had gone into this movie without seeing the first one, I would be a little more forgiving of it. I definitely, I was trying to not be too harsh on it going in, but it 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 was hard to let go of the anger that still dwells deep inside of me all these years later for that first movie. Outside of this, I don't think I've watched anything recently. I rewatched Last Duel. Fantastic, love that movie. movie. Yeah. But I am a big Ridley Scott fan, so it's like you're not going to get an objective review from me about a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, I don't know what it is. House of Gucci. Uh, No, I'm pretending that movie doesn't exist. (laughs) Okay, Uh, but I would say I don't know what it is, but the man pretty much has my number when it comes to movies. Interesting. And it's like the thing is, is I don't even think his movies are like. It's not a movie that I'm like standing up out of my chin, like I can't wait to recommend this to people. I'm just like, yeah, that was a that was a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, that's what I expect from Ridley <laughs> that's, Scott. That's what I was going for. That um, I I did watch House of Gucci recently. Uh, I say for the most part, I think it's okay. Some of the accents are uh, as sketchy as you think they are, um, but overall, like it's it's a serviceable kind of biopic movie. Uh, and then Jared Leto comes on screen. And it's he's a cartoon character. He's like Mario Mario coming in with his ridiculous Italian accent and his fake belly and bald head. And it's just it sucks all the every like bit of goodwill I have for that movie right out. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so is the movie just about the clothes company Gucci? Uh yeah, it's about um kind of okay. when uh one of the like sons takes over and Basically, like the the crumbling of that family. Huh. Um, I for some reason that. thought it'd be like something cooler, but no. I my I, my wife wanted to watch it because she thought it was like mostly about like fashion and stuff. 
And I was like, anytime she like says that, I'm like, whatever, I'll watch a two and a half hour movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to watch this anyway. So yeah, let's do it. Uh, my movie, my wife really wanted to watch the last duel. I've already seen it. Mm. And then the other day when we were driving around, she's like, I really want to watch the last duel. I was like, you're in luck. I have it on my Plex server. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we threw that on. And then like halfway through the movie, she's like, what are you doing watching this? You've already seen it. I was like, shh, don't remind me. Uh, yeah. But it's it's a fun. I shouldn't say it's a fun film. No, it's, I don't. No, it is not. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. I, I like yeah, I like the last movie. two quite a bit. Um, have you have you thought about seeing the Batman? I I have. Yeah, I uh, was very close to seeing it recently. I might might try to see it this weekend. Um, but no, I was gonna see it over spring break. But then I was just like, I'm not gonna go and see it. I'm gonna stay at home and play video games and. Yeah, better choice. It is three hours, so I mean, I I get that. I I get. I understand the urge. I, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for uh, home release for a lot of movies these days. That's what I. That's where I'm at. Is that I'm just like, you know what? This movie seems cool. I'm sure that I would like it, but I just can't bring myself to go to a theater. And it's just like I know that we're a movie podcast. I know that people probably think we love seeing movies in the theaters, but there's just the, I, I i did the, the two positives of <laughs> yeah. seeing a movie in the theaters is big screen big audio yeah everything else but the theater experience sucks tickets over overpriced yeah a kid behind you kicking your chair no. yeah. <laughs> the dude in front of you clapping every time someone makes a shitty joke uh-uh no, yeah, no, uh, like 30 dollars for popcorn you don't even get a hand job <laughs> no way <laughs> Yeah, back, so, back in the day when like I could go in the middle of a weekday and it would be like me and maybe two other people. Perfect. The best movie going experience. I could go during a weekday for this movie, but even then I was just like, no. Sure. Ma- mainly because I just kind of figured that since I was on spring break, there'd be other people on spring break and that it'd just be like yeah, a I, disaster I, to go and see it. Especially like the first week, I think it's going to be packed. I can't find, I was looking, while we were talking about this, I was looking through other countries to see if I could just like turn my VPN onto like Peru and watch it uh, <laughs> through a streaming service. It's not streaming anywhere. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, bummer. <clears throat> yeah. I still haven't seen it. I think it's probably the the movie to watch Yeah, right now in theaters. I don't think there's any good new horror out. Uh, well, I, that brings me to my next, uh, for my pick for, for this week, actually. Uh, if uh well i potentially pick because i i would like to watch uh the new scream movie which sure. uh, isn't theaters but is also i believe streaming um yeah. I, i'd be super down i've heard it's next. i've heard it's great oh good i i have not heard anything about it yet but i, I am excited to watch it i wasn't sure if you would i know you'd seen the first one i didn't know if you'd seen the sequels i recently I, just watched all of them yeah okay i didn't want to give you like eight hours of homework <laughs> when you're trying to graduate so that's why i'm only, that's my only tentative thing um, but no that's i uh, i am a fan of that series and uh yeah i'm looking forward to watching this new one another series i binged recently was exorcist exorcist mm. 3 is way better than people tell you oh yeah i, I really liked i really liked all the scenes in the prison i have not uh, seen exorcist uh, the first one boy exorcist 3 the interview stuff yeah, fantastic. So well acted. Um, I'm sure maybe at some date we'll we'll watch the Exorcist series. Yeah, but um, Scream is our next pick. I, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna click through the old Scream movies and just kind of uh, find some highlights, jar my memory on uh, how I felt about some of those, 
I did rewatch Scream One this year, but I haven't mm-hmm. watched the other ones in maybe two it's, years, three. It's years. been a while since I've watched any of them, but yeah, I, I'm excited for the new one. Um, and I we can definitely do a Exorcist series someday. Will it live up to the heights of our Blade series, though? That's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've already reached the pinnacle of horror podcasting with our Blade trilogy. So, yeah, our Blade trilogy, uh, our most listened to episode. People, that's, people were curious about what we thought about Blade Three. I the, people wanted to hear me yell at you for like an hour straight. The, the crazy thing is, Blade Three is like twice the number of listens as Blade One and Two combined. So that's people crazy. Just, people are just skipping straight to Blade Three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it's because like our listeners are telling their friends, and they're just like. One of these guys is going to lose it when they play three. <laughs> He's going to lose his shit on the other guy. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think that podcast listeners these days are sickos. <laughs> so I think that people just saw Blade through and they're like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and uh, I think they had more fun listening to us talk about it than we had watching it. <laughs> Absolutely, Kevin. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, what a boring movie that was. I don't. I don't. I'm over it. All right, we've yeah, moved on. We moved past I, was I will vindicated. say, cowardly, you after we stopped recording mentioned that you like were drunk <laughs> the last time you watched it because you're a little bitch and you wouldn't say it on the recording. <laughs> I'll um, call you out now. I don't have anything else to say about <laughs> uh, this movie. Do you have anything else to say? No, I, words, I'm all thoughts? done. Uh, with Don't Breathe 2. Uh, I look forward to you picking a movie that I can tolerate. <laughs> it's, it's, we've had a string. Pulse was okay. Pulse was okay. Um, um, but yeah, I, I have nothing more to say about Don't Breathe 2. Uh, it's not... Don't don't watch 2. Don't, it's not, not worth your time. So if there's anything on the show you enjoyed, make sure to give us a review, leave us yep. a comment. It's different on every podcast platform, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. I think yeah. we're five stars with content. Just give it, yeah. If, if you love it, like us, give us five stars. Maybe if you want to do less stars, do something else with your time. Just, you know. Just give us five stars regardless. Even if you don't like us, give us yeah. five stars. Come we'll on. trend a little bit. We'll get some other listeners and people will agree with you that we suck. That's um, play the long game. That's a good idea. Other than that, you can find us on Twitter at the Horrorists. And I don't think I have anything else. I want to say thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, I've been your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Walter. And Walter, why don't you close this out this week? I would love to. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please remember, next episode is going to be uh, the new Scream movie, 2022? Or was it 2021? I think it's 22 uh new screen movie uh first one not directed by wes craven will it hold up we shall find out thanks for listening everybody Goosebumps. you'll beware